Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. From the streets of Las Vegas, energized, informed, and never diluted. It's time to kick some ass. Welcome to the Strategic Hot Box. It's your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic, and I'm here with my new best friend, Renee. How are you, Renee? Fine, thanks. Nice and warm. How can you say, what, what's a way to say hello in Barbados? Do you just say hello? Hello, hi. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, hi. how are you? Oh, there's no like kind of exclamation of welcome. No, just downright beige and hi. <laughs> How about if we just shake our shoulders like yeah. this? For anybody that's just listening, there was um, some awkward shaking on my part and some really natural and amazing shaking by <laughs> Renee Scantleberry's part. So today we're going to talk about the Barbados perspective and what the vibe is in the Caribbean and how what that means to leadership and what that means to leaders. So let's get started. So here on the Strategic Hotbox, we learn, we love, and we kick ass. That's what we do. We love to do all three of those things. And so in the Learn section, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about culture and the differences of culture and the differences in leaders and how some of these things we just take for granted. And then in the love section, we'll get to know Renee and some of the things that are happening in the Caribbean. And in the kick-ass section, I'll leave you with the top five things that you can start doing differently today. And so I'm excited to get started and to make that happen. And at the in the podcast overall, we've talked a little bit about culture. We've talked a little bit about the differences in leadership. And and I love having conversations around this because if you haven't had the opportunity to travel outside of your country, and we have several listeners and watchers from outside of the United States, and so if you haven't had the chance to come to the U.S. or to be outside of your country, then I highly urge you to do that because experiencing different cultures is one of the best ways to learn and grow and develop. And if you are from the United States, then do the same. And, and even if you can't outside of your country, to go outside of your region or area or city and learn about other people because there really are some inherent differences in the way that we grow up, in the way that we approach learning and life and leadership that that really change our perspective and our approach and, and how we absorb. And it is it's important to to learn and understand that about others because then we can we can better communicate, we can better understand and approach one another in that way. And what I know about Barbados is that it is definitely a country of of just a good positive vibe. It is a country of dishes of, of flying fish, right? And it's the oldest rum in the world. And if anyone knows rum, it's uh, this this gal right here that we're gonna meet in just a second. And it also is a third oldest parliament in the world, right? And and Barbados is known for friendly locals, and of course Rihanna, who is quite the quite the artist and has certainly made a career in in leading lots of things and empowering uh, chicks and and music and and messaging. Uh, we've had an opportunity to host a lot of guests here on the podcast from around the world, whether from Ireland or Macedonia, the United Kingdom, Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, and then of course now with us from Barbados. So let's not wait any longer and just formally bring Renee Scantlebury direct from Barbados here with us live in Las Vegas. She is the secretary of the board of directors for United Enterprise and in Barbados. And you're also the operations assistant for West Indies Rum Distillery. Yeah. So do you get free samples? Daily. Daily free samples. Woo! -woo. 
So tell us, thank you. First of all, welcome for coming and welcome for being welcome here on the hot box and the weather right now. Is it cooler in Vegas or much cooler, much cooler in Vegas than it is? Wow. We don't get that very often Um, because you guys have a little chill for Mm -hmm. me, but at home, um, it's pretty warm and People are warm. We are friendly. Yes. We at Team United, we love our people and our members. Uh And that's basically us in a nutshell, just united and one big Barbadian family. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And and is this your first time to Las Vegas? Yes, it is. Yeah. And what did you think when you were flying in? Uh, Well, flying in was 15 hours because of all the weather. Mm. We had delays and what's not. And when I got to Vegas, it was a bit different to visiting some of the other islands, mm-hmm. some of the other countries in the U.S. because the the buildings are so huge. Yes, in Vegas, yeah. So it's yes. different than other states, but the different locations and cities in the U.S. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 build, it's very, it's like a mecca, right, out here in the middle of the desert. You get down and you're just like, whoa. Even locals will go down to the strip. I go down the strip and just still, and like, whoa, I live here. It's it's pretty insane. I'm sure it is insane for people that come so from I'm out of town. The, I'm on the 50th floor in in the hotel, mm-hmm. and that's like way higher than our tallest building, which is the Central Bank. And I'm like, okay, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Did your ears pop in the in the elevator even on the way up? Uh, a bit the first, but I mm-hmm. I adjusted. Now you you're practically a local already. Yep. <laughs> I've climatized. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey in in leadership and what brought you to where you are today. Well, um, I've been on the in the credit union since 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in existence for the past 43 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat on different committees, supervisory and um, the credit committee. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a break in between there and I came back to be on the board for the first time. And at first it was a bit overwhelming. I was like, Okay, can I do this? Mm-hmm. But I'm always open to new adventures. Yeah. Just like coming on the hot box, yeah. like something All new. Right. Yeah, let's let's try that. I love it. And um, being a leader, I know that I'm helping people because that's what the credit union movement is about: people helping people, mm-hmm. and being able to help our members is what drives me to want to do more. Mm-hmm. And to be a good leader, you have to love people mm-hmm. and have a listening ear and understand people's needs. Sure. And it's funny that you speak about different cultures because coming to Vegas and doing the lending with Kuna, mm-hmm. um, I've learned that we have a lot of differences and we should all, like you say, come over and share and understand because people think because we're a small island in Barbados, well, what do you really know about a credit union. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I met a lady that said, do you guys have credit unions in Barbados? Yes, we do. Right. And our credit union league was around for 60 years last year we were celebrating. And she was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you should really come over and get to understand our culture and see we are not very different. We have similarities mm-hmm. and we can learn from each other how to improve ourselves across the board. Absolutely. And so even if the industries have differences, there's things that we can learn from those differences and things that we can learn from the similarities as well. And I think that when people aren't exposed to that, they don't even realize 
that those things, you know, and that's one of the things I think that's unfortunate in the United States anyway, is that we're sheltered somewhat to what happens in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so what are some of the things that you noted in the culture here and whether or not it's Las Vegas or not, but just United States versus uh, the Caribbean culture, what are some leadership differences? Well, we have our first female prime minister in Barbados. Wow. And what's been happening is a lot of the females in Barbados are taking up leadership roles. And we have kind of a bit of a more laid back Mm-hmm. situation in Barbados um, but women pack the punch yeah, okay. to me at, at home our credit union we have we've now had um, the first guy joining our credit union mm-hmm. so before it was four ladies mm-hmm. now there's one guy mm-hmm. and at the top leadership role is our office manager Joan Wave and she is like our archives because she was there the longest at the credit union right now and I guess the leadership in a woman comes from the sense of mothering mm-hmm. and we take charge because we have to nurture. And that's for me is a good part of being leader, a good leader. So you said two different things there that, that may or may not be different than what you've experienced here. The first being the, the women in leadership side. So let's start with that piece of it. And then the other was the laid back, you know, and I'd love to talk about that too. But women in leadership in, from your experience that you've had in the U S uh, is 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 it different? It, I mean, because that your experience with women in leadership in the U.S. versus the pack the punch women in leadership in in Barbados. Yeah, I find like at the conference, most of the guys have the top VP roles and stuff here. Yes, with the credit unions. Yes, uh-huh. you have directors and stuff, but the guys kind of dominate those sections here mm-hmm. with, with the leadership um, versus at home in in our organizations like. A lot of women are at it. The opposite is true. And I think that's a fair, that's a fair observation. And it also represents a broader observation, right? So it's not even just an observation of a small sense. It it, it is an observation of the industry. It's a fair observation you're making. And there are 70% of the women in that particular industry that we're chatting about are women, but, but very, very, very smaller percentage at in executive positions, yes. right? And so those positions are, are much more at higher numbers held by men. And so you do more often see men in executive positions. So, uh, but do you think women pack any less punch? No. Us women Maybe. <laughs> it just I, depends, I though, think, maybe. I think if we give ourselves a chance and not um, be too scared about trying something new. Right that we will realize that we are awesome and we rock and we can do it just like the guys do. Absolutely. And there's a, and, and I think there's a lot of formats and opportunities for, for women in different realms to be able to, to progress in that way. What makes a woman pack punch in Barbados? Being, being, um, to me, I don't know, because the women run the household mm-hmm. in Barbados. And a lot of it, I guess, came from our ancestors and the women helping the men. Yep. See, there's a saying, um, behind every great man uh-huh. is an awesome woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to me, that, that, that's it. Um, we, like I said, we have our first female prime minister Mia Motley and the economy right now is 
IMF driven and she's she's been trying to really pull back and bring us to a state that we can go forward again. It was a tough um, five years and this is her first term in. So um, when it comes to leadership, I think she can do a really good job at doing what she's doing. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And it's definitely progressive as far as what we've seen in, in other countries or certainly what we've seen in the United States at the, at the top. Um, and so the other thing that you talked about is uh, the laid back vibe. Did you not get a laid back vibe from Las Vegas? No, <laughs> it's like there is a buzz. People are always going. Yes, yes. Um, but I was saying to someone, the first time I experienced uh, snow, it was in a snowstorm in New York in 2010. And I was amazed that people had to get up and go to work when it was snowing. But at home, when it's, it's raining, we will call in sick and say we can't come out and it's raining. So that, that's an example of being, <laughs> being laid back. So then I appreciated at home when it rains, you have to go to work because you don't have to shovel the water. You have to shovel snow. Right. So at home, we kind of take our time in going forward to do things and... Part of the problem is education. You have to edu- you have to educate people um, to let them want to do more and to get better at what they're doing. So, um, our our kids, for instance, we tend to do everything for our kids and not let them do on their own. But the best way to go forward and to grow is to educate from the kids at first for them to grow and to have growth. Yeah. So with our credit union now, we have to educate our children how to save Mm. and how to progress without clinging on to your mom and being laid back. Sure. So do you think that laid back culture is is changing a little? Uh, Do you think it'll change in the years to come or do you think that'll stay that kind of vibe in the Caribbean area? um, It will change because technology is... Making us go forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I sometimes I feel like we would chill out a little bit more in the U.S. That things can be so, you know, driving things so fast and so hard that uh, it's impossible to let off the gas from time to time. Um, I find I find you guys move much faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the hard part is the expectation is there, right? So yeah. it's not even that, like if I wanted to let go of the gas there are people that count on on that level of of drive does that make sense yes and other people expect that of each other and so there's almost like a it's it it's kind of a a cyclical um process in a sense the culture kind of feeds itself yes so it's interesting working together so what uh do so then also in in working in a credit union as well as a rum distillery are there any differences in cultures in, in those two businesses uh it is very different. And uh, the rum distillery, for me, before I put my feet on the ground in the morning, I'm working, my head is going, this is what I'm doing today, that I have to be done today, the, the, the credit union. So it's two different roles for me. I have to, to, to change hats and move in between them. But it's all about being able to manage yourself and deal with people and understand the people that you're working with. So as long as you understand who you're, who you're working with, then you can get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that, uh, do people get drunk at the distillery every day? I always say, if you work at the distillery and you get drunk, 
then that's a no-no. Oh, is it? Okay. So, but you said, but you got to taste every day. So is everybody just a, a... So we participate in something called an organ elective panel. Mm -hmm. So you get to do sensory and you're basically saying that, yes, the product is good good to go into the market. Mm -hmm. So that's part of... Oh, so you just have to yeah. make sure it tastes right. Yeah, that yeah it, you don't want it anybody... at the correct standard. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get to take any rum to the credit union? No. No. Oh, bummer. No rum to the credit union. We have to stay focused. Oh, I see. I see. So, can uh, does do you think that there's anything that we could learn, or people that are listening here today could take away as far as the Barbados culture in in what we could implement from from something that that you could bring here as part of your culture that we could implement? Um, well, for instance, Rihanna. Rihanna came from humble beginnings. So great things come in small packages. And Barbados, yes, it's a small island, but if you actually come over, you'll see that we're really developed. Mm-hmm. We, um, we help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people probably think that we were still in, like, I don't want to say huts and stuff, but uh-huh. we've come a far away, and we are improving and expanding into a lot of different areas. I remember growing up, we weren't exposed to certain things that we are now with technology. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Kuna Conference opened up my eyes to a lot of different ways that, that you guys deal with your credit unions Mm -hmm. that we do it differently Mm -hmm. so we are dependable we are united we are a team in Barbados yes we help each other grow Mm -hmm. absolutely I love that can you share a funny story with us or something crazy that's happened in your travels or journeys well this last trip was kind of scary having to land at JFK on autopilot. Mm. And I'm did you like, know that you were landing on autopilot? Yes, the pilot announced that we couldn't see because this is the first time that I've entered into JFK and I couldn't see New York. Uh-huh. And when he said, switch off all your electronics, and the lady next to me was going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I was just like, Okay, Lord, you've got this. He literally got on the PA and said, turn off your electronics because we're going to land with autopilot. Yes. And when we landed, it was like a really rough landing. And I was just, said the 23rd Sam, and I was like, okay. Wow. That's insane. And so did did, did did we yelp? Um, they were they were terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, when we landed, everybody was like, yay, but it was like, a really bumpy land, and we were still going really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, you know what's funny is I'm always the rebel on the airplane. Like <laughs> I won't turn my phone off, right? So I'm always when they're like, "Stop texting," I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna continue texting. I don't even care." But on that particular day, I feel like I I would have followed the rules. Like I feel like I would have. Yeah, because I I never really imagined what could happen when they say turn off your electronics. Mm-hmm. But at that point, when he said we have to because we're auto landing. I was like, okay, 
I don't want to be the one that has yeah. the beacon. <laughs> the flight can't, cannot crash because of my instant message going through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow, how intense. And then you're like, well, welcome to New York. Welcome you know? to New York. Wow, yeah. that's insane. 15 insane hours of traveling. Oh, I'm sure. And then what was really awesome is that we were number 15 in the lineup of planes to take off. Mm-hmm. And the pilot was like 25 minutes on the runway. 30 more minutes on the runway and then I fell asleep and I woke up and it was like an hour and a half still delayed time trying to take <gasps> off. Then we were number four on the runway and I was like, okay, these planes are lined up like traffic in yeah. the morning on your way to work and you're late. <laughs> mm-hmm, no doubt. But you made it and you're here. Yes. And think of all the amazing things that you'll take away and you'll be learning and growing from. Yeah, I'm I'm on the strategic Hot box. Yes. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you and get a hold of you, how could they do that? Okay, you can you can get hold of me on the United Enterprise. They have a website, mm-hmm. and you can just click on the link, and you can see everything all about United and our business and what we do. Mm-hmm. Or you can just. Come to Barbados. Yes. Visit the distillery and see our our amazing products. We have our plantation rum, which is our signature rum from my company. Wow. And we are right on the beach and we do tours. Um, so it will be awesome. And then you would no longer want to have tequila. You would just love only, to have, only have nice. The rum, right? Barbados rum. So um, I have to tell you that I've only done a shot on the hot box once, and it was with yeah. that guy over there. And it was his favorite rum, and it's rum that he loves. And it made me sweat, uh, <laughs> like literally sweat during the episode. <laughs> and so it uh, maybe we can talk him out of uh, uh, something like that. If it, Since you are the connoisseur of... Yeah. Uh, of we have, might have to butter him up, you know, because I, I have a little extra buttering to do, I think, today, but... That's uh that rum in general sounds like it's uh is reason enough. You are reason enough to come to Barbados. Oh, thank you. So thank you for being here and sharing a little bit about the Caribbean and leadership in general and hope I get to see you really, really soon. Yeah, in Barbados. In Barbados. Nice warm, windy Sunday and lovely beaches. Perfect. I love it. Let's head out to our shout out. Congratulations for your strategic hotbox. Greetings from Santiago, from Jose, from the Sarah's Boutique Hotel. From Barbados to Chile and back here to Las Vegas. Thank you for the shout out and thank you to Renee for being here as our guest. It's that time. It's time for us to kick some ass together. Here are some top five when it comes to culture and understanding one another. Number one is to be true to your culture. And I think that understanding culture, being aware of it, being true to who you are is important and not being afraid to share with other individuals what that culture looks like and how that plays out, how you grew up, why it's inherent to feel the way that you are. The more that we can share about that with other individuals, the more that they'll understand why we are who we are and how that was built. I know one of the the moments for me in learning is uh, I've always learned about the space differential in different cultures and and the in different Asian cultures that there's a, a shorter and smaller space need than there is in the, in the United States or in some of the Western cultures, where in the U.S. we like to have like a three-foot kind of bubble around us at all times or at least 18 
inches, 18 inches, three feet. And in Asian cultures, it's just much tighter. They're more comfortable being close to one another. Well, when I visited China several years ago, 10 years ago, and the amount of people that live in some of the big cities and being on some subways and things and people are so close together, it made sense to me. It was one of these moments of aha. Well, of course, there's space differential. If you grew up in a country where there were that many individuals living in one city, billion people living in one city, then of course those things would be a little different. And so I love understanding culture in that way and be true to that. Number two is open your eyes. And I think that sometimes we don't even recognize when things are happening right around us. Open your eyes to the fact that that cultures are everywhere. Subcultures are within organizations, whether they're the organizations that you serve every day or the ones that you get to serve in volunteer capacities. Open your eyes to the, the cultures within your own family and the people and whether it's the, the gender relationships that we talked about today or even the laid back versus driving thing forward, the technology influences the young generation versus the older. All of those things are happening right around us. Number three is acknowledge different perspectives. And so people are going to be different and going to be inherently different. And we want to make sure that we we are approaching it and not and not having a place of thinking that our culture is is the right culture or that everyone should act the way that I act and, and having some sort of ethnocentrism in that way. And, and that's important. And, and as and the more that we can learn about others, the more accepting we can be about different cultures and have the opportunity to acknowledge those varied and diverse perspectives. Number four is to learn and love together. So that we talked about it from going to other countries and recognizing that we, even if our systems are different, that we can learn from one another and we'll find that often the, there are similarities or parallels that'll happen even in diverse environments. Learn and love together. And number five is to seek out new. We don't get the chance that often as leaders to, to find diversity in things. And so seek it out. So often we, 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 we naturally as humans surround ourselves with people that we like and we naturally as human beings end up in affinity groups that people that are similar to us, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's culturally, maybe it's a base on a certain demographic. And so we end up employing people that look and feel and act somewhat like us. We end up around people that look, feel, and act somewhat like us. And, and so we have to actively seek out new, seek out diversity, seek out people that you can be around and learn from and love and understand and, and find the, this, this opportunity to really grow and broaden perspective. There's your top five kick ass. <laughs> Thank you again to Renee for being here and sharing with us some Barbados fun and making me shake my shoulders at the beginning of, of the episode. We'd love to hear from you on some topics that we can tackle here on the Hotbox. You can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter, Instagram at Strategic Hotbox or Twitter at Brandy Love. That's B-R-A-N-D-I-L-U-V. Or of course, head out to our website, strategichotbox.com. And then as you know, we're out there on the old Facebook too. And I know a lot of our friends and family are out there as well. So thank you to our pioneers that have been with us since the start. And thank you to our international family that, uh, that are continuing to follow and love and support and send shout outs. We love it. And we want to tackle whatever it is that you want us to tackle. So let's make it happen together. So thank you again to Renee. Thank, thank you, you to all much. of you. Until I see you again, get out there and kick some booty. Mm -hmm.